Have you ever heard the expression, the devil made me do it? Arnie Johnson claimed he was possessed by a demon and pled not guilty during his murder trial in 1981. This is Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, and I'm joined by my producer, Eddie V. Hey-oh! Arnie Johnson was convicted of stabbing his landlord, Alan Bono, more than 20 times with a pocket knife on February 16, 1981. The murder rocked the tiny community of Brookline in Connecticut. This would be Brookline's first murder in the 193 years of its existence. This story truly begins at least nine months prior to the murder. In May of 1980, Arnie Johnson moved in with Debbie Glatzel, his girlfriend. Debbie had a younger brother named David. He was 11 years old, and by July of 1980, he began to have terrible dreams. On July 3rd of 1980, he woke from one of these vivid dreams, screaming that he had seen a man with black eyes, animal features, jagged teeth, pointed ears, hoofs, and horns. David called the beast, the beast man, and he said it told him, beware. Over time, there was a huge change in David's behavior, and he woke daily with unexplained scratches and bruises all over him. Many times, Arnie would hear strange noises coming from the attic, but during his inspection of the attic, he found nothing. David continued to become withdrawn, quiet, and very nervous. In many of his dreams, David described the Beast Man as an old man with a white beard. He wore a flannel shirt and jeans. To come and bless their home. But this did nothing other than make the sounds grow louder and David's dreams became more vivid. By now, poor young David began to have visions that occurred in the daytime. David would often claim that the old man would appear and taunt him. David began to hiss like a snake at his family when spoken to. He spoke in various voices, and oftentimes, David would quote the book, Paradise Lost. The book Paradise Lost was written by the 17th century English poet, John Milton. The poems in this book revolve around the Judeo-Christian story of the fall of man, particularly Adam and Eve and their temptation by the angel Lucifer. Odd for an 11-year-old to memorize and recite back. Worry turned to fear for David, 
the family took shifts to stay up and watch David at night, as he would awake with a seizure every 30 minutes. David would kick, bite, and swear. And at times, the family witnessed what appeared to be David being choked by an invisible force, his body shaking like a ragdoll. Further discussions with the priest led them to none other than Ed and Lorraine Warren. When the Warrens arrived, Ed, a demonologist, spoke with David, while Lorraine watched nearby. Lorraine noticed a black form that resembled mist or smoke near him, and suddenly David felt hands around his neck choking him. Red marks appeared around his throat, and he said he felt as if someone was hitting him. The Warrens believed David was possessed. The Warrens recommended an exorcism for David. Alongside four priests, Ed and Lorraine Warren performed an exorcism on 11-year-old David. Attempting to free him from a terrible demon. Three exorcisms took place, and during each, David would levitate, at times stop breathing, and it is said he predicted the murder that Arnie would go on to commit. There is no explanation as to why Arnie Johnson chose to taunt the demons during the exorcism. Though, it seems he was scared for the child and told the demons, leave my little buddy alone. He further taunted them, stating the demons were too scared to enter him. After the last exorcism, it appeared young David was free from the demon. By November of 1980, David's parents took him to the family doctor and a psychiatrist for a full checkup. He had some issues sleeping at night, but the doctors believed he was fully functioning as a normal child would. Debbie and Arnie moved into their own apartment together, but almost immediately, Arnie started exhibiting odd behavior. Debbie worried that he had also become possessed. The apartment was rented to the couple by Alan Bono. Alan owned a kennel service as well in the area and hired Debbie as a dog groomer. Arnie worked for the local tree service Oftentimes, Debbie would see him go into a trance or begin to growl at nothing. By February 16th of 1981, the odd behavior had continued but never caused any major troubles. On this day, Debbie was at work at the kennel alongside Wanda, which was Arnie's sister. 
Debbie had also brought along her nine-year-old cousin, Mary. That day, when Alan Bono arrived to the kennel, he offered to take the entire group to lunch. They all went to a local bar, where Alan proceeded to drink heavily. The group went back to the kennel, and Debbie took the girls quickly to get pizza. She did not want to leave drunk Alan with Arnie and his odd behavior for too long alone. Arriving back with pizza, it was obvious that Alan Bono was extremely drunk and agitated. They chose to all leave the room, though as soon as they did, Alan grabbed nine-year-old Mary and would not let her go. Arnie headed back into the room and an argument ensued. Mary was able to get away and run for the car. Debbie ran back into the room and attempted to stand between the two men. Wanda tried desperately to pull her brother Arnie away from the situation, but he began growling like an animal. And then he pulled out a five-inch pocket knife. Stabbing Alan Bono multiple times, primarily in the chest. After the stabbing, authorities found Arnie about two miles away from the crime. He was arrested and held on a $125,000 bail. Alan died several hours later. This would be the first murder Brookline, Connecticut had ever seen. Once this crime was picked up by the media, it became a huge frenzy, mostly due to Ed and Lorraine Warren's involvement. Arnie hired a lawyer, Martin Manella. Martin met with other lawyers who had participated in court cases that revolved around possession. The trial began on October 28, 1981. It was held in Connecticut's Superior Court in the town of Danbury. Arnie's lawyer submitted his plea not guilty by virtue of possession. The judge, Robert Callahan, immediately rejected this plea and stated there could be no actual evidence of this. Later, they submitted a self-defense plea. Deliberation went on for 15 hours over a period of three days. On November 24, 1981, Arnie Johnson was convicted of first-degree manslaughter with a sentence of 10 to 20 years in prison. He was released early, He only served five years. While in prison, Arnie married his girlfriend, Debbie, obtained a high school diploma, and was released one month early as he was described as an exemplary inmate. 
Was this demonic possession or an alcohol-induced rage? We'll have to leave this one to the realms of the unexplained. Well, I'm not going to lie. I thought you were joking about his plea. The devil made me do it. That's an old classic along with the insanity plea. But honestly, I think the defense attorney might have had a better outcome if he went with an insanity plea. But that's just my opinion. Possibly. Though, they ended up with a self-defense plea, which I'm not sure that worked either. Well, I think they would have stood a much better chance of success if they, if they had gone with the insanity plea uh, versus the devil made me do it. But, right. I was surprised to see how vocal Ed and Lorraine Warren were during the trial. Anyway, this case now becomes the third installment in the Conjuring series of movies. It's out June 4th, 2021. Oh, I really can't wait for that to come out. On your recommendation and preparation for this episode, I watched the documentary on the Warrens. It was on Hulu. Now I really want to revisit Amityville Horror. Yes. Let's for sure rewatch Amityville. It's nice weather for some good horror films. Thank you for listening to Unexplained Realms, the podcast. Find more about us at unexplainedrealms.com. Support for this podcast comes from Anchor FM and V Media Studios. Please remember to smash the like and subscribe buttons to show your support on the various platforms. Thank you for listening, and thank you so much for your support of the Unexplained Realms podcast.